And now to 7 Sheldon Fox on the search and rescue effort, where they're using everything from high-tech equipment down to their bare hands, Sheldon. And the elements that they have to battle now, Craig, they've been dealing with this the entire time in one form or another. First it's heat, then it's rain, now it's haze. That's a Miami TV newscast with their reporter live on the scene near 8777 Collins Avenue in Surfside, Florida, describing the challenges that first responders have been facing as they search for the missing residents. The Canadian government says there were four Canadians who may be impacted. At least three dozen of the missing are Jewish, according to reports, and the death toll continues to rise. The building was deemed to have major structural problems dating back as far as 2018. You know, Surfside and that area of Florida has been a place that's welcomed Canadian snowbirds for generations. My grandparents used to go to a spa each winter on the 79th Street Causeway. It's just a 12-minute drive from the disaster site. And if you've ever been there, who hasn't driven up and down Collins Avenue to look at the boardwalk and the beach and the nice cars and the glamorous people past Surfside all the way to Bal Harbor in the north? Now, the Greater Miami Jewish Federation has mobilized to help the 2,500 Jewish residents of the small Surfside community and anyone impacted in what is actually considered to be the most heavily Jewish district in the Miami area. I know that there are there are numerous Canadian Jews who come here every 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 season. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, June 28, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Edmonton's Jewish Federation has already sent out an email to community members urging them to donate to the Greater Miami Jewish Federation's Emergency Fund. A Toronto-area synagogue remembered the victims and the missing during a prayer for healing on Saturday. And in Florida, I spoke to the Canadian owner of a Toronto-based beauty and makeup company, G-Beauty. They've got a store in nearby Bell Harbor. Natalie G. told me they do know someone who is unaccounted for, and they are just waiting for a miracle. The local rabbi, Sholem Lipsker, who founded the large synagogue in Surfside, they call the Shul, grew up in Ontario. He remarked that the collapse happened just at the same time as the fast of the 17th of Tammuz. The one-day fast marks the start of the three-week Jewish mourning period each year for the destruction of the Second Temple in Jerusalem by the Romans. The Chabad Synagogue also has a link to donate money, and it's asking people to pray for the missing. You may have seen the list of their names circulating this weekend on social media. Coming up, You'll hear from the president and CEO of the Miami Jewish community on ties to Canada, what they're doing on the ground to help, and what you can do. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. Ottawa's Jewish community is mourning the death of their beloved rabbi, Reuven Bolka. Bolka was fighting terminal cancer. He was rabbi at Machziki Hadas Synagogue for 48 years. He also founded Kind Canada to promote kindness, and he was a fixture at Remembrance Day ceremonies that were broadcast live every November 11th from Ottawa from the National War Memorial. He touched so many people for his kindness. We have a full obituary on the cjn.ca website. Rabbi Bulka is being buried in Israel. The Trudeau government has introduced a new bill to strengthen the government's existing laws to better crack down on hate speech on social media. Bill C-36 impacts the Criminal Code and the Canadian Human Rights Act and some other acts as well. It gives people more tools to act on cases of propaganda that vilifies others based on race and other kinds of hate speech that you can see on the Internet. Now, the bill doesn't make broadcasters or Internet companies like Facebook and Twitter liable for allowing this stuff to be on their networks. CJA says it welcomes the bill, but more legislation is needed to cover these loopholes. (laughs) 
The collapsed condo complex actually has some very deep Canadian roots. It was built by a company headed by Canadian lawyer and real estate developer Nathan Reber in partnership with Nathan Goldlist and Mendel Tenenbaum both Toronto Holocaust survivors and developers. The Champlain Towers South went up in 1981. The listings for real estate in that building show a three-bedroom, two-bath condo with 1,700 square feet of space, recently sold for more than $700,000 U.S. Now, the cities of Hallandale and Sunny Isles and all the cities in the county are under new orders. Any building that is 40 years old and over, and it's over six stories high, have to have a structural engineer come and do an emergency inspection, and they've got just six weeks to get the job done. Meanwhile, what are the Jewish organizations doing on the ground? I spoke with Jacob Solomon, the head of the Greater Miami Jewish Federation, who's been down to the scene. What is the Federation at the moment doing, and over the next 24 hours, what is your role? Right. So on, on the short term, uh, we, the, first of all, they, the governmental authorities have done a wonderful job in terms of immediate relief. Uh, they've taken care of housing in, in local hotels. The corporate community has made uh, hotel rooms available. The kosher restaurants in, in, in the area, um, I'm told that there were scores of, of people who were served free Shabbat dinners as, as we approach Shabbat. Uh, there are two, three um, very strong synagogues in the area, and they activated their, their membership and their volunteers to, to make sure that people had Shabbat arrangements. Uh, for Federation, we felt that our best and highest purpose at, in the short term would be to pro- make sure that there was spiritual uh, care provided. So our chaplaincy program, Mishkan Miami, was there. We had trauma counselors from our Jewish community services. We we, we opened a fundraising appeal, and and uh, the results of that have been really really inspiring, Ellen. Uh, in in about, I guess it's now 24, 48 hours since we opened the appeal. Um, we we've already um, received um, in excess of 4,500 donations. Uh, which is amazing. I mean, the dollar amount, of course, is important too, and I think it's about seven hundred and fifty or eight hundred thousand dollars that we've raised. But really, to me, the idea of that many people responding in such a short period of time really speaks to um, both the the compelling nature of the need, but also you know how the Jewish community responds. You are a trained social worker, are you not? What? Can you possibly do, not you, but what could a social worker possibly do or say to, to help the families as they're waiting? Well, first of all, my social work degree is in community organization, um, um, but, but I'm a caring a human being. And, um, you know, the basic rule of, of, of empathy is, is really the, the best and, and the highest purpose that we can serve when when, when looking into the eyes of a person who is literally waiting to, to find out whether a loved one is alive or not, who's fighting against an, an onslaught of despair and trying to hold on to hope. And I think, I think empathy and, and just to let them know that you care about them is the best that we can do. I think along those lines, um, you know, I was at the site the other day and, you know, to get a call from our new foreign minister, Yair Lapid, or our minister of, of uh, diaspora affairs, uh, Nachman Shai, to, to, to say that the people of Israel are with us. I mean, how many times have we made those calls to our Israeli friends to say that, uh, that, that we're in solidarity with them and we care about them? So to, to get a call like that, I mean, 
I, I, I am sure that uh, I, I wrote about that to, to our community, and, and I'm sure reading that is, is a source of solace and strength and comfort for for people that uh, just to know that you're not alone. It, it doesn't it doesn't mitigate the 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 um, the, the rawness of, of 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 the loss or the harrowing nature of of the grief that they're experiencing and anticipating, but um, but it does help. Now. Um, you were there, you said, at the community center. Are you planning, or is Federation going to have a booth down there tomorrow, or what's the plan? We, we very much expect to be um, case managing um, all of the people, frankly, who, who, are, who are interested in having us help them um, through, this, through, this, through this problem and, and, and beyond. I mean, th- th- this is not a, a, a short-term situation. This is a, a very long-term a process for them to rebuild their lives. Um, what can you tell our listeners about the Canadian connection to that location of Miami? I, I know I, I, I love all the Canadian Jews who are in, in the area, the part-timers. Um, I, I know that there are pockets of Miami-Dade County, um, and, and this is, is probably one of them, uh, which are very popular for part-time Canadians. Uh, I, I mean, they're full-time Canadians who are part-time residents in, in South Florida. I think a little further up the coast is probably a little bit more, more uh, prevalent as far as a destination for Canadian Jews like Sunny Isles and, and Golden Beach and, and even across the Broward County line. Um, and I know that there are, there are numerous Canadian Jews who come here every, every, every season. While they're here, they certainly add to the diversity and the richness of our of our Jewish community. It's it's um, it's a source of great strength and and content. Um, have you heard? And this is the last question: Have you heard from anybody in federations or people from Canada have reached out to you guys? Not who have identified themselves as Canadian. No, I, I would I would I would absolutely offer and and suggest that if among uh, your listeners or your audience. There are people who you think we can be of assistance to. Please, please let let you know get get in touch with me. Get in touch with my staff. We have a a, a local uh, hotline. It, it, locally, it's two one one, but they can reach um, they can reach Jewish Community Services, um, or they can reach the Federation, or they can reach me by leaving a message with the Federation. It's three zero five five seven six four thousand, and and I'll put them in touch with the right people. Okay. Listen, thank you very much for uh, zooming in with us. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Daphne Flat of Richmond Hill. She loads up a few episodes in a row and listens to them while she's driving. And we'll close the episode with a sneak peek of Tuesday's show where you'll have a tribute to Rabbi Reuven Bolka, Baruch Dayan Emet, from several guests who knew him well. One of the areas in which Rabbi Bolka excelled was just finding ways of making other people feel better. And that's something we can all do. We, we'll, none of us are skilled at it as Rabbi Bolka is, but um, we can still try.